Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Babes, welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Now, real talk. Today's episode is for you hot mamas out there, or you soon to be hot mamas, because I know some of y'all aren't feeling so hot right now, and that's okay. You are in the right place. But real talk, if you are a new mom, say you are pregnant listening to this podcast, I know there's a few of you guys out there, or maybe you are just not feeling so hot. You know, this episode, and I think really especially with anyone who is a mom in whatever capacity, Being a mom is really difficult because of so many responsibilities that you have. And although I am not a mama to a baby, I am a dog mama to two crazy little boys. And I think so much of the amazing babe I'm interviewing today, Sarah, her story is going to resonate with really anyone out there because, you know, especially the troubles of, of motherhood and putting yourself first and the guilt you have, the mom guilt you have about prioritizing your damn self. You know, this is something that so many women struggle with, but something that is so crucial, the backbone of TSN is this idea of showing up for yourself. And that is exactly what the amazing fit babe, Sarah is talking about today on today's show. And, you know, I think before you guys listen to the episode today, I did just really want to give a disclaimer that Sarah's story although so badass and unique, and I'm literally so obsessed with her, is so common. And something I really try to do with the platform of TSN and making weight loss realistic, because so many of you babes listening to this episode today, I know are going to resonate with Sarah and how she started her journey hating the scale hating her body. It felt so complicated. She felt like she was doing everything right, but then it blew up in her face. And I think the most beautiful thing about what Sarah is going to share with you is how losing weight and gaining it back was literally the best thing that ever happened to her because it made her journey, not just different, but it made her journey actually mean something. And I think for any woman out there that has dealt with regaining weight back after you've really committed yourself and you wanted this time to be different, it's painful. It's frustrating. It's annoying. And it's also extra freaking uncomfortable because you're not happy with yourself and your body. And you felt like you gave up on yourself. But I think if you have recently gained weight back, and I'm not just talking a fluctuation, I'm not just talking the scale's gone up a pound because you ate a high sodium meal or you had a little bit too much fun this past weekend. I'm talking about true weight regain because you got off track and you couldn't stick to those new habits that you formed. This episode is for you because Sarah is living proof that you can lose weight, gain some back, and it actually be such a pivotal moment in your weight loss journey to make sure this truly, truly, truly is going to last a lifetime. So I really hope you guys enjoy today. And if you do, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review and a rating so I can know exactly why you love the episode and keep giving it real to you, babes. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, babes. Welcome back to another episode of the TSN podcast. 
Today's episode, we are joined by my girl, Sarah, Fit Babe Sarah. She literally needs no introduction because she, you know, you guys may have seen her on my page. She has shared her story, but now we are getting the juicy freaking details about her weight loss journey, Fit Babe Mom weight loss, and most importantly, transitioning from obsessing over the scale to focusing on aesthetic goals and how you freaking look in your body. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, everybody. I'm so pumped to have you here. So we're just going to rip off the bandaid and get right, right into it. So when you first joined TSN, talk to us a little bit about what led you to even becoming a member, because I know your journey was long. You've been on a lot of diets before. Um, and I know so many women are going to relate to your story. Yeah. So I joined TSN in January of this year. So 2021. And prior to that, I have tried Nutrisystems back when it first started, maybe 12 years ago. I tried Noom twice last summer. I tried Weight Watchers last year and literally nothing worked. So for me, I was very frustrated with myself, with quarantining, with, you know, being a mom of a toddler and not feeling like I could spend time on myself. And so I felt very, for lack of a better word, desperate. Ooh. Yeah. That's a big word. We can unpack that. (laughs) Yes, Um, we're going to unpack that. But basically I found you through the gram, how I think a lot of people come to find you because your content is so boss, but uh, you and I actually DM'd a little bit about it. And basically you said to me, like at the end of it, you're like, look, Sarah, I know you've done these other things. I can't tell you how much you're going to lose. I can't tell you which package to pick. You just have to decide to do this for yourself or not. And so I was like, wow, she just really, she just told me the business and and she's totally right. So I gave it real geez, as you're saying that to me. And I know I said this to you before, Sarah, I'm like, hot damn, like that really stung. But honestly, like nothing, Mm -hmm. and and we talked about this before even pressed record, nothing is going to save you. You have to save your damn self, a diet and information is only as good as how you actually use that information. And it's, nobody's here to help you. You know, it's all about you. And it's about, I think it's really about just investing in yourself. And so I felt mom guilt, right? I'm going to be taking time away from, you know, doing something with my son to do something for myself, or that's money I could spend on stuff for Emerson and I'm spending it on myself. Well, hold on. I cannot take care of him if I'm not okay. So I bit the bullet. And in Jan- on January 8th is when I started. And it's literally the best thing I've ever done for myself, for oh my, my mindset and for my physical, my physical health. Yeah. Now you've been on these sites before they haven't worked. And I, I mean, obviously I'm flattered and I love that it has been such a great experience for you, but I think you know, something we talked about before pressing record is like the real honest, brutal honesty of what losing weight and transforming your body into the confident, sexy, powerful woman you want to become is. And I think a lot of times how diet programs market themselves is like, oh my God, it's going to be like amazing and butterflies and rainbows the entire time. But like real talk, it's hard work and it's really hard mindset work. And something that you babes do not know, but I know because I have the pleasure of knowing Sarah so personally is she not only is really hardworking, which is, you know, required, you have to have discipline, you have to show up for yourself, 
but you also have to be ready to really break down any toxic mindset thoughts that you have, any, you know, repetitive almost statements about what you tell yourself and how you're not worthy of weight loss and all of these things impact your ability to actually succeed. So can you talk to us a little bit about like the mindset transformation you've yeah. had over the past few months? For sure. So you're talking about repetitive statements. My repetitive statement was, what is wrong with you that you can't do this? Mm. And it's very interesting because I think that that statement applies in a lot of different areas, especially during this, I almost call it a wellness journey because it's not just about what the scale says. It's about how I look, how I physically feel and how I'm feeling about myself and my outlook that reflects in every aspect of my life, whether it's taking care of my son, my relationships with other people, all of it. So for me, that statement also applied to being a first time mother during a pandemic to a toddler who required a lot of like engagement, different ideas, being a middle school teacher. What the heck do I know about little kids? So by kind of really, at first I was only focusing on, okay, I can't, this is my calorie intake. This is the workout I need to do. This, this is the food I need to eat. This is, you know, I had a, I had like a workbook that had like 30 different things that I was tracking Wow. and I gained, I lost, I lost almost 10 pounds. I was almost at 10 pounds down in like eight weeks. And then we had, my dog got hospitalized, my son needed surgery, and I literally gained it all back in a month. Which is devastating. We have to sit there for a moment. Like, I I know we've shared Selena's story that like super resonated with you, Sarah. And you know, Selena's story came out um, a little bit before you had gained this weight back. So it was like super resonating for you to be able to have that resource. But Mm -hmm. it is so devastating when you put in work. And then something sidetracks you on your journey. And when you feel like, oh my God, like I'm really doing this the right way finally. And then you gain the weight back. And I think it's so important to actually talk about that because just because you lost weight the right way doesn't mean that you're not, you're immune to then gaining it back. Like we are all human. Well, and, and it was really painful. Yeah. Um, It happened at a very stressful time. So that really was a good thing. And, and here's why. So I realized I was exhausted. I wasn't sleeping well because I was stressed out and the things I I was doing just, just weren't working. So I almost had to hit pause for a minute. And for, for like a week, I, I just took a minute. I really was thinking and, um, like I'm a big journaler. So I, I was, which I love. That's why I love you, Sarah, (laughs) but that's for another day. (laughs) But basically I realized Cause I was so exhausted, especially taking care of Emerson after his surgery. Like, what am I, what am I doing? Here comes that negative thought. Like once again, what you're doing is not, you're not working. It's not working for you. And I realized it was too complicated. I was making it too hard. I was getting lost in the stress, lost in the process. And people who know me best know that sometimes I get caught in the weeds and I can't see anything. And I needed to pull myself up and out and simplify everything. Mm. And when I did that, that mom mentality of, Oh, I'm, I'm taking time away. It's like mom guilt. That kind of seemed to lessen a little bit because everything was simpler. So two birds with one stone, Emerson loves to go for a walk. Okay, buddy, let's do three miles in the stroller. And I'm going to be, 
I'm going to be feeling it when I'm done. That helps towards your aesthetic goal and simplifying my meals meant I had the mental and brain capacity because I cook for the whole house. Right. So making that simpler gave me the bandwidth to invest in strength training when Emerson went to sleep at night because he doesn't nap during the day. So I don't have that window. So now I'm able to, in the evening, spend a half hour doing some strength training a few nights a week. Whereas I would say in March, 6.30 would come because he gets up really early and I'd be exhausted. I couldn't get up off the couch. You didn't have the bandwidth, which I know I kind of talked about in that burnout episode. Like you weren't necessarily burnt out. You were so in the weeds, almost making it more hard for yourself to even do what you needed to do that it was just so exhausting. So by the end of the day, you couldn't. Before, when you were making this really, really just like overcomplicated, what were some of the things that just really weren't clicking for yourself that maybe other women out there that are feeling like, oh my God, I'm like spitting my wheels. It's like a hamster on a wheel. It's like, you're working so hard, but like, you're literally not getting anywhere. Like, what was that like for you before? So I think one of the things was seeing the scale change and go down. And then as it would creep back up, even though I was eating, you know, the same calories that I was supposed to be eating, I couldn't wrap my head around why it was going back up. Yeah. And it's, it was for a few reasons. Well, one, I was stressed out, so I wasn't sleeping and sleep heavily affects my progress. Oh my God. And how perfect of timing. We literally last night and Sarah was on the call ladies, um, on our membership group call, we actually had a question about sleep and it was really awesome. So many of the women there were hella motivated with sleep and, you know, getting six to even nine hours a night, which is fabulous. But if you're also getting like interrupted sleep, like I'm sure you, you felt when, when Mm -hmm. your son was getting surgery and with your dog in the hospital and everything, like even if you're getting the full amount of sleep, but if it's interrupted and not good quality sleep, like girlfriend, you might wake up the next day and be ravenous. I know that happens to me. Well, and it's, it's also too, like forgetting to drink water during the day. These are all things that for me, I think I started to feel like I was drowning because having all these plates in the air, it was too much. Juggling so too much. It was just too much and it was overwhelming. And I think I, you know, being in the membership and listening to the podcast, I think a lot of women, especially have so many plates in the air where one of my best friends, she works a high intense job. She has a daughter, you know, her husband is very busy. She's, you know, managing her care, getting to doctor, like everything. And you feel so overwhelmed because you have so many things you have to take care of. And I've been very fortunate to learn from a few other mom friends, as well as friends who aren't parents, um, but just have very demanding worlds is that you got to find the lowest hanging um, fruit to grasp to, to succeed. And for me, it was like taking that step back at the end of March, looking at all of the stuff I was doing, you know, talking in the membership and looking at like, okay, is it really a calorie adjustment? I adjusted, but not that much like maybe a hundred calories, which is yeah. nothing. Which like, you know, ladies, a hundred calories, you know, you're going to be kind of mad when I say it is really not that much it of a difference. <laughs> it really it is not. not, especially with the estimations that, you know, and the accuracies, uh, inaccuracies that sometimes can happen on my fitness pal. Like I feel like a hundred calorie adjustments are like more mentally rewarding for you. And it's like more psychological than it is actually your food changing significantly. And, and basically it was like, okay, Sarah, make this easy on yourself do what you can. 
the other piece of this was realizing, cause I took progress pictures. I took a progress okay. picture at the beginning and people have seen this on your Instagram. When I took another set of pictures a few weeks ago, it looks like I've lost 10 pounds, but the scale only shows five. And so just because the scale only shows five, one, celebrate that five because you're busting your butt to get it done. Wait, I'm so glad that you said that. I have to interrupt you because so many women downplay even one or two pounds of weight loss. They're like, oh, that's like nothing. When it's like, you are literally, that's so negatively. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, it's water weight. Well, did you like do the work to, to try and get something done? Cause then if you did like high five to you, but what really that picture really changed my brain because when I looked at it, I was like, okay, I've been keeping things simpler. I found a little bit of a routine that works. Doesn't always work, but it most of the time works. And I look a lot better than what the scale is telling me. And that was kind of like what spurred me on to feeling more positive for myself. I'm a great cheerleader. Like when you look at comments, I'll put in the membership. I am the best cheerleader for other people. Sarah is your hype girl. If you have posted something that you were like a little bit on edge about, or you're like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Sarah is going to swoop right in and be like, yo girlfriend, you are doing a good job. And that's what I love about Sarah. But I think what is so also ironic and, and just related to this too, is like, it's, I often find women are, can actually be such great cheerleaders for other people, but we sometimes really struggle being a cheerleader for ourselves. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and the progress pictures are what changed that for me. Wow. That's what changed everything. Yeah. Because I'm looking at them and I'm like, holy moly, Sarah, what? Like that is a totally different aesthetic than what you had. And I would even, and I picked it apart, of course, because like, it's of course, because we're women and we're so hard on ourselves. And I think also another thing too, is when you are a very high achieving woman and you've done a lot in your life and, you know, now Sarah, you went from working, you know, all the time. And then now being at home with Emerson, like you've, you've lived a lot of life. You've done so much that because you're very high achieving, it's very easy to pick yourself apart. It's, and that was, and that was something that was happening a lot. And I think things I've seen in the membership. And that's part of why I try to like be present for people is that a lot of women do that. Like you just, to your point and you know, if those progress pictures are key and now something we've talked about you and I is aesthetic goals, fat loss and muscle gain, um, you know, commitment to just like health and fitness. That's what I care about at this point whatever the scale says, it says, because guess what? It changes every day. And when you're a woman and you have like your menstrual cycle, I have an autoimmune disease so that, you know, I'm much more sensitive to water retention and other issues. So the scale is important, but it does not define the value of the work that I'm doing. Yeah. And I totally know the scale you, you were able to improve your relationship to the scale and have this transition from weight loss is everything to wow, fat loss, aesthetic goals, feeling amazing, feeling fit for life as that being your main focus. Now you were able to do that by seeing progress photos, which if you babes are lucky enough to have progress photos where you're you're like seeing this come to fruition and like you can hold off long enough, you know, not sabotage yourself, get to these photos, get to this transformation. Boom. It's a lot easier to kind of 
let those photos sink in and you guys have a realization like Sarah. Now I'm so curious for you, Sarah, before the progress photos, you were very focused on the scale. What would you Mm -hmm. tell a woman who doesn't have those progress photos to go to, who doesn't have the physical evidence that they are shedding body fat and transforming their body? What would you tell them to kind of keep going and not give up before you get those damn progress photos that will kind of just bring the whole package together, if that makes sense? So there's, yeah, there's a few things. And I think I, kind of told them to myself in the, yeah. in the last 10 weeks or so. Uh, one of them is that the number didn't go up overnight, so it's not going to come down overnight. Mm-hmm. That's a huge piece of the puzzle. And I think when you feel as desperate as I felt in the beginning and as frustrated and as sad and as angry as I felt, you're thinking like something saved me. So that life raft needs to come. It needs to come now. It didn't necessarily happen in the blink of an eye. So yeah take a breath, which is so hard to do. Other piece of it is something as little as like putting your sports bra on and not feeling like someone tied a rope around your abdomen, like your chest. Wait, I am laughing because I literally have felt like that before. And that is not something to necessarily laugh about. Right. I know you guys probably like, Lauren, why are you laughing? But like, I've been there. And when like your clothes fit so tight and then they fit even just a little bit looser, that's that is progress. That is and just as good as a progress photo. That's a huge win. And le- and one thing Claire, so if you haven't listened to her episode, she's freaking phenomenal. But, <laughs> but Claire said on a live call with us, like if you get up one day and you feel freaking fabulous, take a picture of yourself. Even if it's not in a bra and underwear, like I do my yeah. progress photos, it can be in your clothes. Take a picture of yourself because that's important. Like if you feel good, you probably do look a little better than you think you do. And I'm a person who I look back at my life. I look back at when I was like in my twenties and, you know, even in my early thirties and like, I look back at these pictures and I say, Holy, Holy cow. I was like super thin. I didn't realize how thin I was. And you couldn't even celebrate it. Cause you were looking at yourself like, Oh, I want to change this. I want to change this. You know, I wish that was different. And, and that's- imagine if you like had that mindset now of like, you look and you feel so much better than you really think you do. And that's the flip side of someone who gained weight and then wanted to lose weight and then gained again. Like yeah. you will lose it because you were slimmer or whatever before you can lose it. It's just a matter of how can you simplify what you're doing now to get to the place where you feel like you hope to feel. Yeah. And I think we're very conditioned to, and this is something we talked about earlier. We're conditioned to say that the scale defines our success. And if I could say anything to anyone, and I've said it to girlfriends who are also on a fitness, weight loss, health, wellness journey, which is kind of, I call it a wellness journey because it's bigger than just the scale. I say to them, like, why does that number define you if it changes all the time? Ooh, I love that. Maybe I need to steal that from you, Sarah. (laughs) You know, like why? And it's just a number. It changes. So why not, why not celebrate? Like, did you drink a lot of water yesterday? Did you sleep good last night? Did you spend some time away from all the noise, like away from the TV, away from social media? Did you, did you invest in yourself at all? And the really hardest part to do that is when you're parenting, 
Mm. especially right now. Cause well now places are opening, but in the last year, it's really hard to carve out that time for yourself and to have that emotional bandwidth. Yeah. But even if it's 10 minutes, like you, if you're not seeing success on the scale, that is a win. And that will pay off in a dividend because if your brain is not right, how the heck is the rest of your body supposed to function appropriately? Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, even in my life, like there are times where I'm like, I start to notice, like if you're overthinking something or you're being really critical, it's like, yo, we got to tap out. Like, just like you may put your kid in timeout. I'm not sure if parents do that nowadays. I'm not a parent guys. I just have, I just have dogs. Um, but you know, just like, you know, when you were younger, you may have gone a timeout or taken, you know, a quick little break. Like sometimes you need a timeout as an adult and it's not saying, oh, my goals aren't important to me. It's you got to get your shit together because at the end of the day, something that really struck me that I said to a client last week, actually, and really got me thinking, but it's this idea like this journey should be fun. And I think when, when you're not seeing progress, it oftentimes coincides with you having literally no fun. The fun has literally been sucked out of you when it comes to food and exercise and it becomes a chore. And like, who wants to do things when it's a chore? Like who wants to live every day and go to a restaurant and have it feel like a chore and not be something exciting? Like you want this to be fun. It's not sustainable if it's not fun. Yeah. Um, and that's this behaviors we're trying to build through the membership, right? Like we're trying to, we're not trying to stay in the membership forever. That's not the goal of yes. it. We're <laughs> we trying to change our behaviors. Now, as someone whose primary functionality is to care and help groom and raise another living thing. And I've talked to some of the other moms in the membership because it's not one kind of woman, which is a whole other conversation. Another reason I love this group, but I think there's a mom mindset syndrome where you're just like, I just don't have it. I just don't have the time. Or there's always, oh, well, my kids need so much attention that I have to give it to them. And I have nothing left. Okay. Like I look, I only have one. And I think people who have more than one are amazing. So I don't know what that feels like, but what I do know is if you can't even give yourself 10 minutes before bed, like you need to just take a minute, even five minutes and reflect and say, what's, what was working today? What was a good thing about today? How can I do that tomorrow? And that could be something for, for you. Like I found a really easy way. This was one of my things when I like had to restart, I found a really easy way to get protein at every meal. That was like the one thing that you focused on when you first, that was the first thing after I gained the weight back. The first thing I focused on was getting like at least 20 grams of protein at every meal I had. I also try to get it at snacks. I found I had more energy. I found that I didn't feel as erratic. I wasn't crashing as much. Well, that then bled into having more patience for a two and a half year old crazy person. That oh yeah. Feeling. Which then gives you back your time, gives you back your energy. You can then go strength train at 6 PM. Like you were saying before. Uh-huh. And on the topic of Emerson and food and all of these things, Emerson is Sarah's son, by the way, Sorry. guys, because I know we keep saying Emerson, <laughs> just so you guys know. Um, I I'm sure you guys thought that, but what, what about f- for moms out there that struggle with what their kids are eating, especially their young kids, because that is like such a hot topic. The amount of moms that ask me, like, how do I stop taking bites of my kids? food. And it's obviously very easy for me to sit here and be like, just don't do it. But it's like more complicated than that. Because when you see like an amazing chicken tender every single
all night on your son's plate. Like, holy crap. Like I want that thinking about it. How do you navigate your son's food and your food? So we're in an interesting place where we're trying to get him to eat what we eat, which is a whole other conversation. Oh God, God bless. (laughs) So nightmare, but does he love chicken tenders? Yes. Does he love pizza? Yes. At two, he's like, pizza, please. Pizza, please. Um, So guess what? I build it into my freaking plan. If I want to have that too, there's nothing that says I can't have pizza. There's nothing that says I can't have it, but I have to order, I have celiac disease. So I have to order a gluten-free pizza. It's smaller. I don't eat the whole thing. I split it with him and I make sure that I have salad and like a couple turkey roll up like lunch, like fresh turkey, yeah, even oh just, you don't even have to make like chicken in the oven. Like literally just adding some turkey roll-ups to it. Yeah. Like You're hitting your calories. You're hitting your macros. You're prioritizing your goals while still being with your I son mean, and showing him that you're eating that food too, which is really important. Yes. If he, he likes pizza now because we had eaten it during quarantine. Like that was one of the few things that I could handle. Like, okay, I can go out and get pizza and I need to stop cooking. Cause I'm going to go. Nuts. Yeah. You know, if I want to try a little tiny piece of his chicken, I can because it's chicken and I'm not going to kill myself over that quarter of a chicken nugget that I just tasted. Yeah. But I am going to be mindful about everything else. Now, I think what's really hard is getting on track with my fitness pal or tracking your calories and having a little one that you're planning their food and planning your food. And I'm fortunate where my husband will eat whatever I make. So not a lot of people have that. So I think again, and not to sound like a broken record, keeping it as simple as possible. Ground turkey is your friend. (laughs) Cook ground turkey. Cook it, baby. Also cook ground chicken. I recently almost yeah. bought some ground chicken when I was at the store. Cause it looks Same so good. Thing. And like, you can make it into a bolognese. You can make it into tacos. You can make it into burgers. Like there's so much you can do with that. It's easy. You make it into meatloaf. It's delicious. Roasting chicken breasts on the bone in the oven. Also so easy. All I do is put season, just simple, simple, simple. And I'm so curious the programs you're on before when you were trying to lose weight, even if you weren't on a program and you're just trying to eat healthy, how did you approach meal prep then, which might really resonate with some women that are listening to this versus like your simple approach now, because let's be honest, I say it all the time. Like weight loss is simple. And I don't mean that as like, Oh my God, if you can't figure this out, you're dumb. That's not what weight loss is simple means. It's that you're probably overcomplicating the simple things required to lose weight. So anyway, back to my original question, what was meal prep and food like before for you? a chore that I had to set aside time for Mm -hmm. that I didn't have. So when Emerson would go to bed, I was spending an hour or two looking up recipes, making meal plans, like all this crazy nonsense. And especially on a couple of the things that I tried last year, a couple of the plans. Um, I mean, I just being transparent, I tried Noom, I tried Weight Watchers. And for me, what the recipes I could have. Cause again, I do have a dietary, a small dietary restriction, which I think is good for women to know that because celiac is honestly like, it's very serious, but it's very common now. Like the amount of women I know with celiac and friends yeah. even with celiac is like buck wild. 
it's much more prevalent now. And there are a lot of substitutions you can find. But again, that's an extra layer of work when you're adapting a recipe that you see that you like. And what I said to somebody yesterday on the phone, I was like, I do not have time for a recipe that has 30 freaking ingredients. Oh no, you will never, ever, ever. And like, I can promise you guys this, you will never see me post a recipe with 30 plus ingredients because I don't have the mental bandwidth for that, to be quite honest. (laughs) Not that those recipes are bad, but I just don't like cooking. And I think people get really shocked when they say that because they're like, you're a dietitian, you should love the kitchen. I love healthy food. I love going to restaurants and eating really delicious food. Do I like making food? No. Well, and see, I do love to cook. I will say that. I love well, look to at cook. You. you You have that, that the, the, the bad quality I have, you have the good quality. Yeah, I and like I, I, I do that. Love to cook. So I, I used to take on these like really intense recipes yeah. and it's, and it's freaking draining. And then if it doesn't work, you're like, oh, healthy eating is so hard. And it's like, calm down. It's not like, you don't have to be a chef. There's little things like, okay. So the, the chicken that we eat once a week, we, yeah. I make four bone-in chicken breasts. I spray them with avocado oil and McCormick makes a rotisserie chicken seasoning that I put on top. I bake it at 425 for an hour. Boom. I have two meals for myself and my husband. Emerson's not interested. We've tried. It's fine. And that's okay, baby. It's about you. (laughs) Like, you know, frozen cauliflower rice, frozen brown rice, all of these things, like just make it freaking easy because then once are there nights like last night, for example, I was like, I just can't today's been crazy. I I just can't. Yeah. Fine. So if you want to get something on takeout, let's get something and then I'll make vegetables to add to it. And that's what we did. And it's these small things that sound so freaking easy. And it's because they are easy, but it's just getting into the mindset of like your expectations, like your old expectations were, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I want to go back when I said, sometimes I do like cooking, but it's only when I have the mental bandwidth for it every night, trying to be a chef, especially if you have children or multiple children, dare I say, like you're setting yourself up, up for failure, unless you are like a food blogger and you literally love cooking. Like for 99% of women I work with, like doing what you do, Sarah, like having the basic staples, understanding how to mix and match things together, which will take a little bit of time at first to kind of come up with some ideas, but then it becomes so easy where like, you literally don't have to think about it. Yeah. I think, um, and, and I want to make that clear as well. Yeah. It was not easy when I, when I gained back the eight pounds that I lost at the end of March, Mm-hmm. and beginning ish of April knew I had to take a pause. I was like, okay, what am I making so hard? And then it was, I almost had to recalibrate everything and that took work. Yeah. And I, and I have to be honest, like I wasn't weighing myself every day because I couldn't it was too much. Like it was too much. I was like, I I'm getting frustrated. This isn't telling me what I want to know. Yeah. So I'm just going to focus on the work and then I'm removing that negative stimulus at the beginning of my day. Cause I weigh myself in the morning after I have my tea, before I get in the shower, every, you know, most days, that's your routine. Yeah. As it should be is what I do. And, and once I just took a minute, these were things I already had to do. So just making it easier for myself made it so much easier to add in the workout. So first I, I refocused like step one tells us, you know, in TSN, like you focus on the food, the calorie piece. And I took a week or so to kind of find those recipes again, that are easy that my husband and I both liked and okay, I can offer them to Emerson and 
we'll just hope that he likes it. See what happens. <laughs> and see how it goes. And then, all right, well, now I, I feel like I have the energy to work out. Now I feel like I can do it. So I started doing walks with Emerson again. And then I was like, okay, cardio really isn't doing it for me, which I kind of was getting bored, but I also had Lauren in the back of my head saying, you got to tone it up. You got to get that strength training in. And now I far prefer my mental health far prefers. And I see more physical results, strength training several days a week. And then my rest days are the days I do long walks. I love that. And, and, and it's easier now to every woman, especially moms. Now you could be a dog mom. You could be a human and dog mom, a cat mom. And and I love that you include the dog moms because sometimes having a dog is stressful. You got to walk them so much and at least you can leave them. You can't leave your kid alone. Right. But like, it's (laughs) stressful sometimes. I agree. It's very hard to say, I need to invest in myself and a girlfriend of mine who doesn't have a dog, who doesn't have anybody you know, smaller that she has to take care for. Yeah. She even says to me, it's hard to give myself that bandwidth, Mm. but like on the airplane, you're supposed to put the mask on yourself before you put it on somebody else. So why is it different in any other aspect of life? It's not, I'm a better person now for myself and for other people I love because I'm spending the time. And I've had really, I've been very fortunate. I've had several women in my life, including my mother, but I'm thinking of uh, three really close girlfriends, particularly who during my postpartum period were like, so what are you doing for yourself? Like actually, actually being like, that hand reaching out to you saying that. And I think honestly, I have chills not to be dramatic, but like everyone listening to this episode, like this is Sarah doing that same thing that those other women did to her reaching out saying like, what are you doing for yourself? Because not caring for yourself is deeper than, Oh, I'm just not hitting my calories. No, not caring for yourself is not giving you the space to love yourself Mm -hmm. and really find happiness as you're losing weight. Because once again, this journey has to be fun. Not every day is going to be fun, but like we have to make a sustainable weight loss journey enjoyable. And that starts with how you treat yourself, but losing the weight will not make you happy. Ooh, we have to go there. Tell me more. (laughs) Okay. So listen, And I really believe this as somebody who's like had therapy and, you know, going through this journey, like TSN has taught me that if my mind is not in a good place, I am success will be harder to come by. Not that I won't succeed, but it's going to be harder to come by. If you listen to this podcast and for babes in the membership, when we have other women speak, that's what I'm getting from them is if they're not enjoying life, success is not coming to them. And you want to be able to enjoy life and have that, that fitness, that wellness journey, that success be a part of your enjoyment. But if you're using it as your sole definer for happiness, what happens the week you slip up on your weight and you're stressed out? And so your weight goes up. What happens? Yeah. Your happiness goes out the window and now you're right back at the starting point. So again, coming again, full circle, like the fifth time, if you're keeping things simple, you have the bandwidth to have a smile on your face for five seconds. Not that that defines you, but, and you can enjoy something. Do you know what I mean? Like you really are able to breathe 
and you're not drowning in, I want to succeed. I need to succeed. I have to take care of my kids or my mom, I'm taking care of my mother who's older, or I have a dog that needs help because their legs are bothering them. Like all of these things. But if you don't have that core piece within yourself, like how is any of that going to get solved? I completely agree. And something that I think is so amazing for us to end off on as well, what really comes to mind as you're talking this entire time, Sarah, is it's very funny. And, you know, I candidly said this to Sarah, we had a conversation about it before we pressed record, but as someone who literally, I don't sell weight loss. I sell teaching you how to fuel your body so you can achieve your aesthetic goals, right? Mm -hmm. As someone in this space, wanting women to be able to lose weight, transform their body. I'm also here to tell you, like Sarah said, like your weight can't define your happiness. And I don't know if I've said that to you guys in a while, but there is more to you than just losing weight. And if there's something that I truly feel very strongly about is that the fact that the women I have worked with, that all they care about is their body weight. And not just, oh, what about body composition? Like all they care about is aesthetic period. They feel unsatisfied whether or not they achieve their aesthetic goals. They don't feel satisfied at the end of their journey. They have trouble maintaining their results. It becomes obsessive. You're not in a good place. And honestly, I can really resonate with you guys because I was you. There was a time in my life where how I looked was literally the only thing I ever cared about. Now I'm also here to say, it's okay to care about how you look. Heck, why do you think I do my hair? I dress up. I like shopping. I like getting my nails done all the time. You never see me with, with nails on without color. Like literally that's for a reason. Cause I like how I look and it's okay to care about your aesthetics. But Sarah brings up such an important point that this cannot just be about oh, I need to have this body that's going to make me happy because you're just going to be so fucking unsatisfied by the end of it. Well, and I think, well, here's an important point with that. Cause for me, I joined because I was so desperate and hungry to lose, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Well, true story. Like, and this is very bizarre for me because my whole life I've struggled with weight. We talk about it in, in my family that that's like, a struggle we all have in our family, yeah, which is um, very common. It's not just yeah. you're the only person in your family. Like oftentimes yeah. it's like generational issues with weight and fueling because it's passed on. Right. And so my aha moment, I mentioned it with progress photos earlier, but I almost feel like it's not about the number. It's very hard. And we talked about this in the membership last night. I just want to bring that up. I asked a question that Lauren, which Lauren didn't remember it was me. I, I know. I had no idea. I was like, I, I asked a question of like, <laughs> how does shifting from weight loss, AKA your success being reflected in the scale change when you now are focusing on fat loss mus- and muscle gain? H- how do those connect? Because they, they are connected. Yeah. And I was really interested just to see what other people said, because for me at this point, and I can't believe I'm saying this, like given my experience and friends of mine could tell you, like I I was scale obsessed and number obsessed and it's like wild, but I don't really care what the scale says at this point. And it's more about 
the success I see, like I'm lifting heavier weights every week. I'm consistent with those things. Even if my, if my calories are off a few days, like I don't necessarily care because I know I'm going to balance it and be mindful, um, as much as I can, because we do take bites happen and it's okay. As long as it's not happening all the time. Right. So I was interested to see what other people said. And a lot of the women were like, wait, 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 wait. I literally was like, you know, in the chat box, right, write the stuff. And I mean, Sarah, you knew my answer even before I knew what your answer was. So that's why I didn't even assume that it was you asking it because I know that we've had that conversation before, but yeah, you're so right. Every single woman, ladies, like I can't even make this up. Every single person said, wait, and like was typing out, wait, 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 wait. And for me, it's like, I just want to hug them because, and I'm like a hugger. And that's one of the 5 million reasons this last year has sucked because I love to hug people, but it is about how you feel and how you feel you look right. So if your sports bra goes on a little bit easier, like I said, awesome. If you look at that picture and, oh my God, the scale says I lost three pounds, but I look like I lost almost 10. That's crazy because the behaviors you're, you're now developing or the behaviors I've developed, the scale doesn't matter because I'm losing fat. I'm gaining muscle. It makes it easier for me to, you know, run after a toddler. And those things are sustainable because the scale always changes. So if I could, I just wanted to like tell all of those women last night, like unmute my mic and be like, you guys, just me. Like if you can get there. And just focus on the strength training. Your body's getting stronger. You're fueling it with food that you like how it tastes. Because let's be real, the, the idea around diet food is that it's bland. It tastes like garbage. That's literally, <laughs> you know, that's like sustainable stuff that you can do to reach whatever your aesthetic goal is. Because we want to be a certain number on the scale because that number means we look a certain way. Yes. But it actually doesn't. And that's what, t- like, that has one of the biggest things besides the importance of mindset that I got out of TSM. I'm getting out of TSM because I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Like, this scale number does not equate what my aesthetic goal. I was 125 pounds at one point. My arms looked like sticks. I di- I wasn't strong. I was still getting exhausted. I couldn't run. And you didn't so, feel good too. We talk about like yeah. looking good and that makes you feel mentally good, right? But like, do we ever talk about when you're actually fueled, right? And like how you feel, like when you're not feeling right, you may look a certain way and be like, hot damn, like I'm so happy with how I look, but girlfriends, like that shit's not going to last. And from coming from women who, you know, some of you guys might be younger on your journey. There comes a point on your journey. When I look back at me in college, I could never do the shit I did to try to maintain my weight. Now I don't have the mental bandwidth. I don't know where the F that discipline came from because I'm a very disciplined person, but to be that restrictive, hot damn, I could not do that now. And it's not going to be sustainable for you. It's simple sustainability and how you look and feel. And if you can get to a place where the scale number doesn't necessarily reflect those successes, I think people, women, especially moms, especially like you won't, you won't feel so beholden to that. And you will be one of my best girlfriends. She's like, you know, I may be a little bit softer here and there, but I'm really strong. I can keep up with my kid. I like how I, I like how I look enough you know, I'm not going to look like I'm 20 and accepting 
that aging, accepting that it's about the rest of your life being healthy and happy. And that's a whole picture. That's just, that's not three numbers on a scale. Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, literally mic drop, (laughs) literally mic drop. I love it. Any last bits of advice that you would give the Fit Babe community? Don't overcomplicate it. Try. It really needs to be my new saying. Don't fucking overcomplicate it. Add the F word in there. No, I, I trust me. That is my jam. (laughs) Don't fucking overcomplicate it. Take a goddamn breath for yourself every day. Period. I love it. Thank you so much for being on Sarah. Thank you, Lauren. 